The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable, certified financial planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you on this portion of the show uh, that is brought to you by Cooley and Labus Financial Advisors, and you'll find us always on Super Talk Radio. So, Bubba... Um, if you, uh, I'm going to try to uh, address a couple stereotypes in today's show. Oh, that right? sounds like fun. Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, if you were to stop the average American on the street and said, "Hey, man, describe to me what you think the typical person working at home looks like. Is it a male or a female? Are they young? Are they old? People who work at home." Now, don't think about what you think the real answer is. Just tell me what you think that the average response would be to my question. If I stop the average Joe on the street, tell me about the people who work at home. What do you think they would say? I think the average average person that you stopped on the street uh, and you ask about somebody working at home, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I don't know if they would pick male or female, but I think they would pick uh, somebody that is... 33 years or younger. Okay. Kind of like a millennial or a generation Z or whatever. Okay. Right. Um, And and I think that would be the the typical description. Somebody who's probably fairly tech savvy. Okay. Uh, Mm. So today I tried this, um, a little sample. Okay. With the 10 or 12 people that I'm having... uh, coffee with this morning all right so let's talk about the uh the general demographics of the folks you're having coffee with old bald-headed white men okay basically all right uh you know just just to full disclosure there so i asked them i i I said hey old bald-headed white men what do you think the typical work at home person looks like Mm -hmm. and this is what they said and then i'm going to tell you how far they were from being right okay they were pretty close. To, the response was pretty close to what you just suspected it would be. Right. And basically, their description was, oh, they're all underpaid millennials that live in another country. Okay. They, they all felt like they probably lived, you know, in India or Bangladesh mm-hmm. or right. someplace like that. And they felt like that they were millennials under the age of 35. And they all felt like they were underpaid. Young, underpaid millennials mm-hmm. that live outside the U.S. Right. Okay. And you were pretty good with your uh, your response to mm-hmm. what you thought they would say. Right. Okay. So let me tell you what the real answer is. Yeah. Well, can I say what I think it is? Yeah. What, what do you think it is? Okay. So when I when I picture people working at home, um, you know, sex doesn't really make a difference mm-hmm. uh, in this instance. But I would I would picture most folks that are going to be 35 to 60 years old working okay. from home mm-hmm. um, and primarily 
um, upper level management, mm-hmm. those types of jobs. Okay. All right. So let's see the uh, what the uh, here I am again reading analytics or right. reading you know psychology mm-hmm. today or something in my spare time. So I read this in the Global Workplace Analytics Journal. Okay. There's a nerd thing. Say that again. <laughs> the Global Workplace Analytics Journal. Yeah. Okay. Gwaj for sure. Yeah, sure, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm admi- totally yeah. admitting I'm a, I'm a nerd. And this is what the response was. They asked a thousand people last month, mm-hmm. during the month of June of, two, of 2020, they asked them this question. What do you think the typical stay-at-home, work-at-home person looks mm-hmm. like? Tell us about who you think that demographic is. The answer was 45 years old. This okay. is the answer. 45 years old or older, but most of them are 45 mm-hmm. years old at least. That's, that's the median age. And they make at least $68,000 a year. Okay. Okay. So you were pretty close on your personal response mm-hmm. where you said it'd be over the age of 35 and you felt like there would be middle to upper management. Right. Well, $68,000 a year probably is a pretty good job. Sure. Okay. So that was completely different than my coffee group mm-hmm. or than you felt that the average American's response would right. be. Why do you think we have such a, a stereotypical picture of work-at-home people? Why? I mean, we're, that's a long way off from you know my group and maybe the typical person's mm-hmm. response of thinking it'd be teenagers and 20-somethings, right. early 30s. And the answer is 45-year-old. Sure. Why do you think we've got it so wrong? Well, a, a couple of reasons. Um, I, I would say that technology is a big factor there, right? Mm-hmm. Most people uh, associate the use and adoption of technology with the younger generation. Gotcha. So immediately you're biased. Mm-hmm. And you think, mm-hmm. well, only young people know how to do that that internet and interweb <laughs> thing, right? <laughs> Yeah. And they know how to work the Zoom machine and, and <laughs> all these other things, right? So yeah. immediately you're biased by that. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, immediately you're you're biased by thinking that younger individuals are, are more, um, not necessarily capable, but adaptable to technology. Okay. Um, yeah. Now, I think that there are certain characteristics and traits that you need to have in order to work from home. Yeah, we're going to get in depth in that. Okay. That's exactly right. Because yeah. in order to be good at it, you know, probably a lot of extroverts are not going to sign up mm-hmm. for these kinds of jobs uh, because they usually like to be around people and they like mm-hmm. to, you know, perform or watch you perform or talk or right. whatever. But there are some characteristics of people who work at home that we want to want to talk about. But we're up against a break. But And when we come back, we're going to continue this discussion of this uh, analysis that was done by the Global Workplace a- Analytics Journal. And what do you think about working at home here on Super Talk at the Advisors Roundtable? 
Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you. So, Bubba, we were talking about debunking some of these uh, myths about working at home and addressing them mm-hmm. um, and understanding characteristics of working at home, the potentials of working at home. One of the things I want to point out that you were uh, following up on there at the end of the last segment, and that is uh, technology and the adaptability of technology and the awareness of technology. Mm-hmm. the use of technology and most of the time we have this stereotypical picture in our mind of this you know nerdy kid sitting in his bedroom somewhere you know uh, trying to get into the pentagon or mm-hmm. whatever uh, i had this conversation with a, a family member of mine she's you know in her 80s uh, you, uh, about 10 years ago when we really started getting more and more comfortable with the texting and emailing on a phone mm-hmm. and having a, a, a smartphone and getting a smart right. TV, all that sort of stuff. And she just acted overwhelmed by it. And I asked her this question. I said, when you go out and get into your automobile, do you expect everybody who drives an automobile to understand mechanics? And she said, well, no. I said, do you understand exactly how your car works? Well, kind of, but no. And so if something breaks with the, the, the car, are you going to call somebody who knows what they're doing? Yeah. Uh-huh. I will. Okay. But otherwise, if it doesn't break, you can do the basic function of it. You've uh-huh. learned how to turn it on and put it in, in gear and the rules of the road and which side of the road to drive on and maybe even how to parallel park. Right. And she said, well, Yeah. So, well, why don't you start looking at computers the same way? You don't have to know how they're programmed. Mm-hmm. You don't know how, how, how to know the difference between RAMs and megabytes and all that kind. You don't yeah. have to. You can learn how to turn it on and how to surf the Internet and how to shop and how to go here and how to look at the New York Times. You can do that all that Google mm-hmm. searching. I can show you how to do that in one afternoon. Right. She's like, oh, well, Okay. And she does it now. It's not so intimidating. It wasn't so intimidating. But I think sometimes we have this mental image that in order for you to use computers, in order for you to use technology, you got to know it all. Mm -hmm. No, you don't. You got to know what applies to you. And so if you will understand what applies to you, maybe you can even get maybe better at your job and maybe even get a better job. So there may be some of these stay-at-home jobs that could be available mm-hmm. to you if you would get over some of your stereotypes and some right. of these myths. So let's address them one at a time. First of all, it's going to be boring. Uh, so th- th- this is probably one area where, where I wanted to touch on when mm-hmm. you when you first asked about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be boring. Mm-hmm. Um, no doubt about it. If you're typically in a work environment with a number of folks around that you can collaborate with, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. it could be boring. Mm-hmm. Or you could learn to adopt some of this technology mm-hmm. and make it not so boring. Well, yeah. I mean, you can decide mm-hmm. whether you let it be boring or not. Because there's a lot yeah. of stuff that you could be doing at home. Uh, and a lot of them are related to your job. But, you know, when you get caught up, if you get caught up, there, uh, there you are at home. Mm-hmm. Less stress, maybe saving time. You didn't have to drive to work. 
You didn't have to risk your life on the highways. You didn't have to get dressed up, probably. Maybe it would even boost your productivity. It doesn't have to be boring. So uh, a couple of things here. Uh, number one, for, for individuals who work at home, I think it's important for those individual types to be self-motivated and self-starters. Mm-hmm. It's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. You know, if you're not a self-motivated individual, self-starter can, you know, have a task, et cetera, and see it through to completion Mm -hmm. without somebody saying, hey, have you done this? Have you done that? You know, you need to follow up on this. Mm -hmm. You're probably not going to be well suited to work from home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but in my opinion, well, yeah, but there are other jobs that I'm not well suited for either. That's right. You know, maybe working outside, Mm -hmm. you know, you got bad skin and you don't want to be affected by everything from mosquitoes to sunburn. I I think another aspect of working from home might be the type of job that you have as well, Mm -hmm. whether or not your job is reactionary or proactive. Okay, let's let, talk about the dip. Yeah, let, let me explain what I mean by that. So, uh, in other words, if you're a problem solver and you've got mm-hmm. uh, things that you need to tend to on a regular basis, mm-hmm. Phil, for instance, calls in and needs X thing done, mm-hmm. and then Mary calls in and needs Y done. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a very reactionary job. Yes. Um, so I, I think working from home would make that a little bit more difficult if you need to be in a setting. Mm. where you've got to be able to tell other people how to do things and, and, and how to make things happen, right? right? Where you have to have immediate trans, transmission of the information or the request Correct. or whatever. Now, it can right. be accomplished, mm-hmm. you know, no no issue there, but uh, it just might take some, some adjustment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I talked about reactionary jobs. What about being a proactive, Okay. right? So in our industry, right, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of uh, we, we do both, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We are um, very reactionary when, when clients call in, need a check sent, they need this process, they need whatever they need to do, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we're also proactive in the fact that, you know, we review client accounts, mm-hmm. we give them calls to mm-hmm. say, hey, we need to look at this, you need to come in for your review, mm-hmm. all those types of things as well, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, I guess it would depend on the type of job that you've got, whether or not it would be suited to, to a work from home environment. Mm-hmm. And I think all of them could be adapted, but mm-hmm. you just got to be aware of that before you go into it. Yeah. And you know, you, you know, you know, your own personality right. type, mm-hmm. you know what you're good at before we even start talking about staying at home, mm-hmm. you know what you're good at. You, you like, being indoors or you like being outdoors you like being yeah. with people you like being alone well this is just another mm-hmm. extension of that that's right you can be with people you can be away from people you can be in con- contact with people you could be alone whatever is good for you you need to understand mm-hmm. that all jobs need to fit you that's right every possible job needs to fit your personality and skills and gifts and abilities um, so maybe working at home is an option for you, but maybe not. And we need to understand why all this happens in the first place. First of all, as I pointed out a minute ago, it's good for employees by that mm-hmm. list of things I talked about, reducing your stress and saving you time and boosting your productivity and all that sort of stuff. It's good for you, but it's also good for employers. Mm-hmm. 
Let's talk a minute about why I think this is going to be a continuing trend. Right. And if you haven't thought about, you know what? Maybe I want to think about getting a job where I work from home. Maybe you've never thought that before. Mm-hmm. Because if you're a 45-year-old person, what has your work experience probably been up till now? Right. You probably haven't been working from home until mm-hmm. now. And then suddenly this thing has mushroomed and exploded. You may want to open up to that. And why? Because it's good for employers. It saves them on office rent. Mm-hmm. Hey, Bubba, if you can stay home and do this job and do it just as well and be just as either reactionary or proactive as I need you to be, I don't need to rent your office. That's right. Or I don't need to have an office space that includes the square mm-hmm. footage for you. Hey, that's probably going to save me in rent and utilities and insurance and upkeep and custodial and everything. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 it's good for employers because it saves on the office rent. It also lets me hire from a more global candidate pool. Right. See, in the past, if you had to come to my office, I had to see you, I had to know you, I had to interview you, and you probably were going to come from this region of the world. Mm -hmm. If I can possibly go out there and use some sort of HR thing to help me find somebody who's interested in doing your job from home, yeah, I may get somebody from India. Yeah. You know, I may have somebody from Oregon. If you're so specific that you need a five foot six female with a, a bachelor's <laughs> degree and, and you know molecular science, yeah. it's different. It's different yeah. looking on a global scale as opposed to looking locally and, and or regionally, right? Yeah, and, but you know what? Conversely, this also does for you. It means that you can be part of this global candidate pool. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily just have to think about working in this part of the world. You may be able to find a job where you're working for the guy in India. That's right. Or you're working for the guy in Oregon. And you're still living here. Mm-hmm. So it works both ways, right? Yeah. And I think that's uh, it shows the benefit. I mean, we have an employee. Mm-hmm. Lives in California. Right. Works out of a home office. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's and it's been a great, oh, yeah. great relationship. He's yeah. a great employee, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Um, and... and it works for us yes. to do that. Yeah. It works for us. It works yeah. for him. Mm-hmm. It worked out economically. It worked out practically, geographically, whatever. It worked out. Right. You know, if if we hadn't had the potential of him doing that, I don't know if he'd be with us. Mm-hmm. Hmm? That's right. I don't know if we could have afforded him, if we if we could have attracted him. If you know, there are a lot of dynamics that were involved in there in hiring Dominic. And now, you know, it's a great thing. Yeah. Uh, And and it worked out well for us, and it possibly could work out well for you. I think this also allows this this dynamic of of having work at home as an option. It it really allows people to open up not just their Mm -hmm. mind and their potential uh, and and their capabilities and their technological uh, know-how, but open up the potential for the people they can affect. Right. And the employers or employees that you can attract. So, you know, it doesn't have to be boring. It doesn't have to be lonely. Mm-hmm. There's, those are two of the myths that maybe we can debunk here today right. about working at home. So if you've thought about it, but you're like, no, I'll get bored. Well, maybe 
we're talking to you in a way that you can open it up as a possibility. And man, the jobs are available and the pay is pretty good. Mm -hmm. So we're going to continue to talk about those uh, myths and debunking them here at the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio after this break. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planners, Bubba Labison, yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you here on Super Talk Radio. So, Bubba, we're talking about working from home and debunking some of the myths uh, about the stereotypes related to that. We talked about how that it may be boring, uh, may be lonely. Here are two, and they sound like they're opposite. Okay. All right, one myth, it's going to be extremely easy. Is any job extremely easy can you describe it as a job if it's just you know i'm gonna get one of those stay at home jobs man so i can just sit mm-hmm. back i can put my feet up on the on the desk you know i can play solitaire ain't got no boss watching me it's just gonna be easy i i think um i think that's false for a number of reasons that you know mm-hmm. it's a job for a reason mm-hmm. um it needs to be a job for a reason, and mm-hmm. if it's easy, you can you know you can train a monkey to do it, right? And you ain't gonna make sixty eight thousand dollars. And you're not gonna make sixty eight thousand dollars a year. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you yeah. know, yeah. I, I, when when people say that, obviously mm-hmm. they're thinking there's a, it's a job that doesn't have any requirements, right? But if the job has some requirements. Mm-hmm. You got to make this certain number of calls every day. You got to fill out this number of forms every day. I, I think what a lot of people are finding out is that productivity has gone up mm. since there has been an increase in, in people staying at home. Mm-hmm. Number one, because the the individual worker, in most cases, take pride in their work, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they want to um, give validity to the fact that they are working. Mm. And how do you show that by increasing your product productivity and your output of whatever you're doing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So and, that it's measurable and quantifiable. Oh, I'm sure. You know, and a lot of it, mm-hmm. uh, they can tell a lot about you, Bubba, from your computer. That's right. Huh? Mm-hmm. Your boss can. Yeah. You know, when did you log in? Mm-hmm. How many times did you do this function? How many times did you do that function? Right. How many times did you open the email? How many times did you respond? I mean, you know, right. There's a lot of stuff that can be just like you're watched at the office mm-hmm. or you may feel like Big Brother's watching right. you. I can watch you from afar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Uh, and so quite actually, it's not necessarily easy. You know, hopefully your job is enjoyable, but it's still a job. Right. So the, that, that's one myth. It's easy. Here's the other myth. It's going to be too difficult. Some people think that, you know, the, the staying at home, they'll never be able to leave their work. Hmm? Um, I, I can see that and I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, today we all walk around with, with a handy little pocket computer called a cell phone. We do. And we can be reached 24-7 with emails and, and news and mm-hmm. phone calls, mm-hmm. uh, especially, you know, business owners and, and managers, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It's hard to turn that off. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, in that regard, when you're working from home, I, I think it's good to establish a routine. 
yeah. something that may be similar to what you would have done when you were in an office setting. You mean yeah. I may have to get out of my sweats? You may have to get out of your sweats. Huh? Yeah. I, I mean, really? Right. If, if nothing more than just for the psychological yeah. approach to it. Or, or at least put sweats on, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, whatever you've got to do to, to, yeah. to say, all right, now I'm in work mode. You know, yeah, get up, go. have your coffee, have your breakfast, yeah. you know, do, do your exercise, whatever mm-hmm. you'd normally do. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. between the hours of 8 and, and 10, mm-hmm. you know, focus on work. Do mm-hmm. that. Then get up and take a break for 10, 15, Why, 20 yeah. minutes. Well, yeah. And quite actually... There are now little societies and networks that mm-hmm. have been created for the work-at-home person. Mm-hmm. So they have ways of keeping up with their time. They have uh, little clocks that will let them know every few minutes, get up, walk around. It's good for your circulation. Right. A couple times a day, they have little classes, five-minute yoga mm-hmm. classes. They actually have uh, like Snapchat things mm-hmm. where they get together over coffee. Now, you may be having your coffee in San Francisco, and I may be having my coffee in Tupelo, Mississippi. Right. But we're having coffee, mm-hmm. and we're kind of Zooming and talking to one another and taking a 10-minute break, our morning break together. That's already been put together mm-hmm. to try to keep you engaged, but so it's not too hard and too arduous, and you never leave work, or it's also not too easy, and you can't keep yourself focused. Right. right. It's, there's a balancing act there. Um, and we may have to learn how to do that. Because quite actually, most of us, when we think of work, we think of going to work. That's right. Hmm? That's right. Especially those of us who are 40, mm-hmm. 50, 60, 70 years yeah. old. That's what we've always thought. Get up, get ready, mm-hmm. go to work, which did, means leave. Getting back to the question of demographics of these individuals, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this uh, kind of selfishly because I, I feel this way. Mm-hmm. If you were born in 1970, you're turning 50 this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you grew up at a time when there wasn't really widespread uh, adoption of technology, but you kind of grew into it over time, right? All right, so in 1970, I'm going to show my age. In 1970, I was in the fourth grade. Okay. Okay, in 1970. And I remember my teacher, my fourth grade teacher, Mrs. Beavis, still remember her name, I remember one day in class, it's weird how you, your memory works, but I remember one day in class, she asked the question, how many people here have a color television? Mm-hmm. That's in 1970. How many people had a color television? Myself and two other little girls. Out of 22 or three, we had color TV. Right. Now, that was in rural Kentucky mm-hmm. at the time, but it probably was indicative of rural America. Right. So, you know, what, 10 to 15% of us had color TV mm-hmm. with three channels? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you're right. I, I mean, somebody who's 50 years old, we've come a long way yeah. technologically. Now, and I say that to say this. Somebody who is, uh, who is 50 years old today 
is not the same 50-year-old that was in 1970. Oh, no. No. Exactly. No, I mean, my grandfather was 50-year-old in 1970. Right. And I looked completely different than he did. Right. So (laughs) I I say that to say that um, that, um, the adoption of technology, Mm -hmm. uh, I think, has been more accepted Mm -hmm. of this generation. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you've got another generation that came behind this one mm-hmm. that grew up with it all along, and, and, and it's just always been there and been a part of their everyday fabric of their life, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love to play that game, mm-hmm. you know, from time to time. Uh, my wife and I will entertain things and, and uh, entertain people, and she has this one this website she can go to that says, kids that were born in the last 15 years have never seen blank. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. just just think of it. In the last fifteen years, what have those kids kids never seen, mm-hmm. never experienced that were big parts of your life? Right. I mean, they're kids who have never seen Andy Griffin. Mm-hmm. Huh? Which is shameful. <laughs> I, I yeah. mean, really, they're they're kids who've never seen a VHS mm-hmm. tape or a cassette tape or yeah. an. Lord, an eight-track tape. Mm-hmm. You know, they've never seen... Some of them never seen CDs. Right. Hmm? Yeah. So you're exactly right. Uh, this this adaption uh, and adoption of mm-hmm. uh, technology is, is something that has become just a big boom in the last 50 years, mm-hmm. especially in the last 15 or 20 years, and we're so comfortable with it. Yep. So... I think that's one of the reasons that older people think it's only young people who mm-hmm. are doing this work at home, because only young people would stay at home at work. That's right. The rest of us go to work. Sure. But then when we look at the statistics here, 45 years old mm-hmm. is the median age, and they're making 68 grand a year. Right. There's something happening behind your back you don't know mm-hmm. is happening, dude. Yeah. Hmm? And I say all that to say that, uh, selfishly, I think 50 is the new 30 or 35. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Because, you know, uh, a long time ago, 50-year-olds were starting to get stuck in their ways. Mm-hmm. Now you better not be. Right. You know? My kids are always coming in. I thought I had Facebook figured out, man. Mm-hmm. I really did. I thought, you know, and, and what do they need more than Facebook? Mm-hmm. And then they came out with Snapchat. Right. And now they got this TikTok. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, if, if you don't keep up, <laughs> right, you know, you'll have no idea what your kids are doing. Mm-hmm. And you may not have any idea what American business is doing. That's right. And you may fall behind. And you may not be as marketable as you thought you were. You gotta keep up. And I think that's exciting. I think that's encouraging. I think that there there's some opportunity in that. I don't see that as drudgery, do you? No, not at all. I don't either. Uh, so I hopefully we have addressed and debunked a number of the myths about working from home. There are two or three more on my list that I want to get to here on the Advisors Roundtable Super Talk Radio. 
Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio, Certified Financial Planners, Bubba Levis, and yours truly, Greg Cooley. We've been talking about working at home and some of the myths that we need to debunk. Bubba, I'm going to review, and then we got two more to address. Okay. Uh, we've debunked the fact that it's got to be boring. We've debunked the fact that it's going to be lonely. We've addressed the fact that it may be just super easy. Mm-hmm. Get you one of those jobs. Nobody's going to watch you, bull. Also, we've debunked the fact that it could be really, really difficult mm-hmm. and hard, especially if it's not for you. Um, now, so here's an, another one I want us to, I want us to address. Uh, it doesn't pay well. We've already addressed right. that a little bit. I think a lot of times people think, you know, uh, you're not going to get paid very well to stay at home. It's according to what job it is, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, you were talking about our employee out in California. Right. Uh, he makes more than minimum wage. He does. Hmm? He does. Now, he does a lot of technical stuff for mm-hmm. us. And a lot of things that, you know, that not everybody knows how to do. Right. In this industry. A lot of compliance and laws mm-hmm. and, and technology and a lot of other stuff that sure. we need to have done, right? Mm-hmm. How did we know he was available? Where, where, uh, how did we know it was possible that we could hire him all the way from this part of the world to that part of the world? Yeah, you know, he, he came as a, uh, a prior acquaintance that we had at, mm-hmm. a, at uh, another company. Mm-hmm. And uh, we knew his work ethic and had dealt with him in many cases, many, many cases in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, and truthfully, we just poached him away. Yeah. We said, hey, you know, this this is what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. This is what we've got to have in this position. Mm-hmm. Location doesn't really matter to us. Right. These are the things that we need accomplished on a daily, weekly, monthly, mm-hmm. quarterly, annual basis. Mm-hmm. Um, would you be interested? Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, I would. Yeah. yeah. So, it, you know, it, it was a, a really good fit for him and for us. In this and, and he went from working in a situation where he was in an office right. to basically doing the same job mm-hmm. from a different location. Right. Uh, and it's worked out well for he and mm-hmm. for his family and for us. And, you know, five years ago, if you'd have said to you and me mm-hmm. that this was possible, we'd have said, I don't know. Right. Regulators are okay with it, right? They are. So there are a lot of hurdles that had to uh, be addressed and overcome, Mm -hmm. but they have, and it's worked out well. He makes a good living. So the the myth that it doesn't pay well, Mm -hmm. not necessarily. Uh, Here's something I want to put in the mind of some of our listeners. You can go to Entrepreneur Magazine, just pull it up on on, uh, Google, and do a list just in in that magazine search bar list of work from home jobs mm-hmm. just it, whether you're looking for a job or not but look at the list that comes up on your computer right. at entrepreneur magazine in the search bar look for uh, give me a list of work from home jobs as of this morning there are 300, mm-hmm. 300 that are listed. Now, some of them may be like our guy in San Diego, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a little more technical than you are. You know, you don't have that 
particular license or that certification or that experience or whatever. But I bet out of 300, there's one or two in there for you. Mm -hmm. Or maybe speak to you. Uh, So the myth about it doesn't pay well, hopefully we've debunked it. Here's another myth that we're also addressing here. I can't find one of those jobs. Oh, yeah, you can. I just gave you the list. You gave you the list. I gave you a list of 300. I mean, what else you want out of me, right? right? You know? Uh, You can also sign up to get an email every time there's a new posting. Mm -hmm. When there's a new remote work-from-home job, their employers are so involved in trying to find people. Right. That they're they're posting continually. Mm-hmm. Um, when was the la- last time you looked for a job? Oh man, um, two thousand five six or yeah. something, somewhere in there. Yeah, fifteen years or more. Fifteen years. All right. So, how did yeah. you look for a job the last time? Mechanically, what practically, what did you do to look for a job? Well, you know, number one, I was already in this industry. Okay. And I, I didn't know if I would go work for another big wirehouse firm like I was already with or if mm-hmm. I would go independent or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, wound up calling you mm-hmm. saying, hey, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about moving back to Mississippi, get mm-hmm. closer to home and family. Mm-hmm. And uh, it really came from a personal relationship mm-hmm. that, that I had with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you were at a point where you needed to grow and expand as well. So it, the stars were aligned sure. and, and it worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, but mechanically you did it the old fashioned, the way. old fashioned way, you know, yeah. you made a list of people you might mm-hmm. like to work with and relationships that you had and used the old fashioned mm-hmm. phone and did all of that. Right. Just imagine if you were going to do it today. I, I think you would no doubt start online. Hmm. You'd do your research to find out what location uh, you wanted to be in, uh, what jobs were available, where they were available. Mm-hmm. Um, you may even go to a headhunter, mm-hmm. uh, submit a resume there, uh, look at some of the online job uh, websites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it's not just data entry that, mm-hmm. uh, that you'd find as a potential job out there. Uh, you know, I, I've got a, a client... And she does half of her chemical engineering mm-hmm. job, right? At home, right? Now, how do you do that? Yeah. Well, they figured out how to do it mm-hmm. because of cost and expediency and location right. and and a lot of other factors there. So, if you can do chemical engineering work, well, and, and you know, I'm just thinking about my day yesterday. Mm-hmm. I think there were two or three remote meetings uh, mm-hmm. that we had, one mm-hmm. with a client in New York and another one, um, I believe it was in Florida. Mm-hmm. There may have been somebody else that I've forgotten about already, but um, several remote meetings, and those meetings could have been accomplished with me sitting at, at my home. Yeah. Very yeah. easily. Yeah. Um, now, granted, we had other clients that came into the office yesterday, et cetera, et cetera, which mm-hmm. which is fine and encouraged and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder at what point even our industry, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've already seen it with uh, attorneys and CPAs mm-hmm. adopting technology to meet with clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't tell you 
it, it's it's nice when you've got those out of state clients mm-hmm. to be able to look at them, see their facial expressions, talk to them, catch up with them, mm-hmm. uh, do your review meeting, that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. I think the adoption of the technology has been a very very positive thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was talking to yep. a guy the other day. He applied for a loan mm-hmm. with a banker. Right. Did it all online. Mm-hmm. Didn't even see the banker. Yep. And you really think about it. You know, in the past, you know, the, the banker wanted to know, were you a good old boy who will pay? Right. And did he know where your mama? Mm-hmm. And where do you work? Well, they can find all that out. Sure. They don't necessarily have to shake your hand to be in the same room with you. I mean, it's scary what they can find out on the Internet if you'll sign a form and give Mm -hmm. them a Social Security number. Sure. You know, every time you didn't pay that Mm -hmm. Belks bill on time, they know. Right. So they they can make a decision about a loan. Mm Mm-hmm. And all of that is available. So uh, to debunk all of these these um, these myths, I think is very important for us to do. One or two more I want to address here in the last couple minutes. Number one is it has to be a scam. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Because quite actually, the IRS has a lot of employees mm-hmm. who do this kind of thing. Right. Federal Express, FedEx mm-hmm. has a lot of employees. Who do this kind of thing? A lot of banks, our industry, Mm -hmm. have a lot of people who do this work-at-home kind of thing. Insurance. A lot of legitimate industries out there, technological Mm -hmm. engineering, so it doesn't have to be a scam. And the very last one is, it's probably not going to provide me any benefits. Dude, it's going to be a job just like any other job you've ever had. They're going to have 401ks and health insurance and packages for you to look at related to benefits. Um, I'd encourage people who are thinking Mm -hmm. about maybe changing jobs or they've heard us. and You know, I never opened up to that. I never really thought about work at home. Sure. I never really thought about a remote career or at least a portion of my, my career could be remote. It can. And I think you may enjoy it if it's for you. Um, just start looking into it and think about it. And, uh, you know, working at home may be the answer. Hope we learned something today here at the Advisors Roundtable on Supertalk. See you again right here. discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting 
consulting the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an Advisors Roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planters, LLC. Ignite Planters, LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated.